funny. Um, <laughs> welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And we're back, baby. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. Um we yeah, I this is what this is what's funny. This is kind of like our new thing. Like it's it's it feels routine to come on here and say, Hey guys, it's been a while. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like the most natural opening of a podcast I feel like I can do. It's the way the way I can turn into a trained seal and just being like, Hey everybody, welcome to you know, I can immediately go into oh it's been a while because we have to say this every time. If you're new to this show, um, we are not consistent. If you are a current, you've been listening with us for the long haul, you also, this is no news to you, but I just want to put it out there. We are very consistent. If you think this is going to be a monthly podcast, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> a yearly <laughs> podcast, you're wrong. <laughs> Whenever we feel like it, pretty correct. Yeah, pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> well, in all seriousness, our absence um, not that we have to explain anything, but we want to. We want to be transparent. We love you guys. In fact, we would not be here right now doing this podcast if we didn't care about you. Um, but yeah, we just, I don't know. Life has been crazy and we've wanted to do this show. We just really haven't been able to, but we are able to now. And so we are here. And I want to go and say you have our commitment, ladies and gentlemen, that we are going to be here this summer because this is episode one of our infamous summer series yeah <laughs> mike tell them about the summer series and what are we doing what is the summer series we're taking a trip back to the hot summer days of 1970 to 1979 <laughs> celebrating the era of 70s horror <laughs> yeah it's a 70s summer ladies and gentlemen yeah disco <laughs> isn't dead but you might be from these movies <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, as Mike was trying to say, this is, <laughs> this is not going to be our summer series. Is going to be movies that come from the seventies. Um, which to to if you've listened to this show for a while, and I know some of you have, so we've got the best and most loyal fans. I will fans. God, I feel such like such a dork. Like our I hate fans. the term like, fans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's this like stupid humble pride thing i don't know what it is but i'm just like we, we don't have fans we have family no that's even worse <laughs> well, i mean we have people who like the show let's just say that and we are very fortunate and very thankful to have those people who like the show but 70s horror is nothing new to us in fact gosh there's a lot of movies that we've already talked about that have been come, you know, that have come from the 70s, you know, whether it's the original Halloween movie, which we've talked about. Uh, one of our early episodes, uh, the movie Piranha, that was mm-hmm. a 70s movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 70s movie. I mean, I, I could go on and, and I won't because um, this is our 95th episode. So we've done 95 episodes of the show. I can't remember everything I've said. I can't remember everything I've <laughs> talked about. We don't want to remember everything we've said. Hopefully you don't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're very excited about the summer series. Um, I really enjoyed last summer's series, and it was the first time we've ever done all the movies we said we were going to do. Is that true, yep. Mike? It is. Yep, yeah. the first time. 
Um, also want to wish us a slightly early happy birthday, right? Yes. Seven years. Oh my god. <laughs> of the scary movie ice cream night podcast. We started in 2015. I I can't even believe it. Is, is that right? Is that seven? Are you years, sure it's seven? I know there's always been some like speculation on what the actual number is. We've because, always, right. We've always lied about when we Well, my how, son how Colt was born in twenty fifteen and he's No he wasn't. Go- yeah, he was. Okay, so we have not been around seven years. <laughs> and he will turn six this year so wait maybe we have but it's like if we started in 2015 right? then our first year was 2016 that's true so our second year was 2017 2018 2019 20 20 20 21 so we're six yeah six years all right my bad <laughs> this is our sixth year anniversary. That was me rewinding. <laughs> um, yeah, six, six, happy six years to us. <laughs> oh my gosh, six years, and we are finally at ninety-five episodes. That is a feat. That is, um, we have done the least amount of work possible for anyone who has been around that long. <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my favorite podcasts are in the 300s, 400s episodes, and they started in 2018. You yeah. Know? <laughs> they started last week. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm glad to be here. This this podcast has always been about having fun. It is based on Mike and I's friendship and the fun that we had in our youth when we would gather around the television set to watch a good slasher flick while licking a cone of ice cream <laughs> that is what we did we loved it we had so many yep. so many great memories or a burger um, chomping or a burger nice chowing burger. down on some juicy beef i love S- it sipping on a nice uh cold soda. 7-eleven icy drink we got those uh, a couple times we're gonna talk about 7-eleven here in a minute because i've uh, my life has been enhanced mm. since we last spoke but let's just kind of let's loosen up it's a little we're a little uh we're a little stiff right now i feel did you get into those pills at the gas station again? <laughs> <laughs> no, those were breadsticks is what I got into. And it was at Papa John's. <laughs> uh, you've really come around on breadsticks. I, have I, I've told that story before, right? Here on this show? Oh, I don't know. I, I think about it every time we get a blizzard, which is like once every five years. Um, <laughs> but I remember... <laughs> We, I was living with Brandon. This is when you lived across the street, and we got snowed in really bad. This is 10 years ago. It's 10 years ago. We got snowed in mm-hmm. really bad, and we couldn't leave the house. We couldn't get out in the driveway, and Brandon and I had no food in the house, and we were so hungry. So we walked like two miles to a Papa John's, and we had placed an order and went to go pick it up. And we're walking through the snow at night, like 8 o'clock at night, dark, snowing, currently snowing walking through thick snow and it felt like we were on like some sort of survivor mission but i walk into you know we bust through the doors of the of the papa john's and um (laughs) this person working at the front had an open you know box of cheese sticks breadsticks and i told her we're here to pick up the order she goes back to get our pies 
turns around and I swipe a breadstick out of that box and just start chomping <laughs> on it. And we, oh my god! We leave. We leave with. Um, of course, I got a breadstick in my hand. I'm eating it savagely, and Brandon's got the pizzas, and we're walking out. He's like, "I don't think that was a sample." <laughs> Did I just steal that lady's dinner? Like, <laughs> I've never heard that story. Oh my god! Before. I was so hungry because it was such a long walk, and we were starving. And like, I just I saw That's that box hilarious. open. And I was like, "Yep, don't mind if I do." <laughs> Well, why didn't you guys just come across the street? I've always got a couple pizzas. I know. I don't know why. I don't even know why we... I don't even think we hung out that weekend. It was just... We weren't using our resources to the best of our ability. Um, it's snow madness. I get it. But if that it. hadn't happened, wouldn't have had that story. So um, That's probably awesome. a warrant out for my arrest for stealing the breadstick. But the evidence is long gone, uh. my friends. Um that is hilarious i love it (laughs) Ah, but summertime mike we're actually what's unique about this summer series is we are starting early we've never started in may but really yeah the thing that kind of what happens is we usually start in june then we got july august and september is usually when we try to do the last we we try to keep it the four movies in the summer series and Mm -hmm. um we're notorious for not finishing the summer series. We always seem to forget about September. Part of the reason is we are always preparing for what is our massive October, you know, celebration where we're doing weekly episodes, sometimes two episodes a week. And, um, but this time we're starting in May. We're starting in May. Y'all are going to get your first summer series now. And we hope to do all four movies. Um, but Mike, for those who don't know, those who don't listen to this side of the show, you have a bit of an announcement to make. Yes, I made another human, and they will yes. be here in June to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> now that you guys have finally managed how to live your life with two kids and sleep at night, <laughs> yeah, you've decided to have a third one. Oh, man, it tears me up. I honestly like I I love my kids and I want to be excited for this next one. But we literally like I have not gone so many consecutive nights and weeks of uninterrupted sleep as I have in the past like two or three months. And I just I cannot go back. Oh, <laughs> I, can't I can't go back to waking up every three hours. Yeah, it's because rough, I'm man. not I'm not the one feeding the baby, but I'm right next to the lady that is, and I'm gonna have to wake up when the baby starts crying and and yeah. help and go get a <laughs> bottle if I need to. And <sighs> are there refund policies on children? <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations! <Thank> you. <laughs> I know <laughs> I can tell by the excitement. Um, no, obviously, obviously you're excited. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but that is happening. It's happening next month. So we are, we are going to try our best to keep this show going. Um, yeah, we, we, we want to make it to 100 episodes. We are five episodes away. If we are on track, so the summer series will put us at 99 when we're finished. So the mm-hmm. first episode of the Halloween series will be at 100. So... 
I've always said we we're going to end the show at 100 episodes, but as you know, you're probably going to get a few extra episodes with Halloween, so it might be 104, 105 before we call it quits. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm joking, but I'm also not. I really don't know, guys. I really don't know how long this show is going to go on. It's not that we don't like it, but we are toying with the idea of combining shows or doing one show just better. Yeah. I Oftentimes, realistically, and I don't want this to be a depressing episode for those who really like the show, but we we do wonder, like, could we simplify our lives a bit? You know, when we started this show in 2015... We, uh, I was the only one married at the time. I was a newlywed, roughly not even a year at that point. Um, you were engaged to be married. We didn't have kids. We watched movies all the time. That's when the show was hot and heavy. Now, you know, now, now we're just old and we're drifting apart. No, we're not. <laughs> it's just life is really freaking hard. Um, it's really hard to make podcast. I mean, we are recording this at 12 on a lunch break. That's the only time we have to do this. <laughs> well, and, and also it's like, you know, our other cast, you, there's a little bit of preparation that goes into it. But for this, you have to commit to a two hour movie watching. Yeah. And actually pay attention in that right. two hours. Can't be falling asleep during it <laughs> right. or, you know, be changing a diaper or, yeah. you know, having the kids watch with you. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if we were reviewing Pixar movies or Mother Goose Club. I could do an episode a week. Oh Easy. my god <laughs> damn Mother Goose Club. <laughs> sing a song and we'll all sing along. It's a Mother Dude, Goose Club. That show is filmed here in Nashville. My is it wife really? and I found that out and we were like, what? That's insane. Ugh. So would not be surprised if I saw some of these goofy characters walking around in a restaurant one day. That but, show um, has like in its popularity has gotten a lot more well produced, but some of those earlier Oh, videos. It, it looks it's like, like a church production. Like it looks like those children have been kidnapped and are being forced <laughs> in a small room in a basement to do this. <laughs> the production's pretty terrible in the yeah, early stages, it's but scary. they've got the funding now, and they got some good animation now. Like, yeah. what what the hell are we talking about, Mother <laughs> Here we go, <laughs> scary movies. The state of the cast, we don't know, but we would love to know your thoughts. Um. As you know, we have an Instagram account at Scary Movie Ice Cream Night. And as you know, we never reply to any comments. <laughs> and it's not because we don't want to. God, we want to. In fact, I just need to make some time to do that. But you can share with us your thoughts on the cast. We would love to know if you enjoy the show, if you wish we were more consistent. Um, I mean, we could sit here and say all day we're going to show up every month and do this, but we know just how things get. We are not the same as we were in 2015. <laughs> right. Life is not the same as we know it. Yeah. And that that's true for everybody. Yep. But um, yeah, especially with the way this show goes. But, you know, we love scary movies. We love this show. We love that you guys love it. So that's really what keeps this going. We would have quit a long time ago if that wasn't the case. So <laughs> this is a labor of love. Oh, this well, is a... Uh, good to know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Look, we... We got other shows, Mike. We got the other show we do. We still have a friendship. This is not, you know. <laughs> if Scary Movie ended tonight, we would still have our friendship. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's stop milling about, getting all sad. This might be the most depressing episode we've ever done. Um, <laughs> but we're going to make it fun. We're talking about the Amityville Horror 
from nineteen seventy nine. Nine. That's right. I had to <clears throat> make sure I had that right. So nineteen seventy nine. Something interesting, like the whole concept of this seventies summer series came about because I wanted to watch uh, the movie Mother's Day, and I swear to God, when I looked <laughs> up that movie, it said seventy eight, and then like. As I'm watching the movie, I have it on, about to watch it. I was actually watching it, um, the Joe Bob Briggs version, because he did it on his uh, Shudder special. And as he was introducing the show, he goes, the 1980 flick, Mother's Day. And I'm like, no, Joe Bob, that's a 1978 flick. You're (laughs) You're wrong. wrong. And I go look it up, and it is the 80. I'm like, what the hell did I read? Because I, like, scoured the internet to try and find something that said it was a 70s movie, and it wasn't. And I was so depressed, because I really kind of wanted to watch it again. But um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to do a 70s theme. I am too. I, I have always enjoyed 70s horror movies. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I think, I think it's just because I think it feels like it's the genesis of horror movies, in a way. I feel like this is when horror movies are starting to become a thing, and they're starting to have like some relevancy within the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so many big movies have come out of the seventies, um, but I know like the eighties kind of seems to be the heyday of of, of horror. Um, even even the nineties are starting to be regarded as some great times of, for horror movies. But to me, you know, when you had the 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 sixties was kind of the more sci fi oriented horror. Mm-hmm. Um. You start getting some 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 horror movies towards the end of the sixties. I, I isn't Night of the Living Dead. That's a sixties movie. Um, that's that's to me the beginning of like okay, this is going to be um, a type a, a genre of movies that people are really going to you know enjoy. Like that, there it has staying power because before it was like you know you've got the great Universal monster movies from the, the earlier years, and you know those stories were told. And there was multiple stories. You know, they just kind of kept with the monster movies. You know, right. So you've got multiple Wolfman movies, multiple Mummy movies, etc. And they're great. I love those movies. Those are some of my favorite movies in existence. Um, and then you've got Hitchcock doing the horror suspense thing in the, in the 60s as well. But I feel like what we enjoy, you and I, what we enjoy about the horror movies, things from the haunted houses to the slashers to the ghosts, the 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 possessions all the all the thing this is happening in the 70s this is yeah. becoming really groundbreaking time and it was actually very hard to decide what movies we were going to talk about for one we've already addressed some of the big heavy hitters from the 70s because True. you can't deny how good they are um so we've talked about halloween we've talked about jaws we've talked about you know uh texas chainsaw massacre but to our benefit, there's still a whole bunch of movies we haven't talked about yet that are in the 70s. And no, mm-hmm. we're not going to get through them all this summer. We're only doing four. I'm picking <laughs> two. You're picking two. Amityville is my first pick. But um, yeah, I think the 70s is prime time for horror movies. I think some of the coolest ideas have come out of that. Not all of them have held up as well as you would think. But yeah. in the same time, I'm I'm still very appreciative of that. And on top of that the sprinkles of the ice cream if you will the aesthetic i can just watch all day long yeah. i want to see you know i want to see bell bottoms i want to yep. see crop top shirts i want to see 
men with big beards and long hair that look like they're from a Leonard Skinner concert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, references the weed. I love it, man. This is a great, <laughs> this is a great time for horror movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. The summer series is going to be lit. No pun intended. But uh, Mike, what what are, what are your thoughts on the on the seventies? Do you like seventies horror? You know, I okay. This is why I'm really excited for this summer series because I am not typically a fan of seventies movies. And it's mostly from a production quality standpoint of I cannot stand audio that is really shrill and a lot of 70s I, movies, especially low budget 70s movies, have very shrill audio. And it, it just is not an enjoyable viewing experience for me or listening experience, I guess I could say. But um, I have watched some 70s movies Um. <clears throat> more recently and what i really like about them is there is there is a sense of like rawness to them and it, and because like horror is still kind of in its infancy at this time they're you know they're taking risks and like trying out new things and they're things that may be um cliche now but they were new back then so it's like it's different to it's interesting to kind of see that like where all that stuff kind of started oh for sure I mean, the thing the thing that's kind of if I can kind of pinpoint what I think is big in the 70s, um, I guess to me, the theme would be um, probably interplaying religion and and horror, you know, like the, the, the yeah. sides of like you've got this movie, Amityville, you've got The Exorcist, you've got uh, The Omen, you've got I mean, there's a lot of movies that are kind of dealing with the occult, the effects of that kind of leading up to what the 80s satanic panic was, you know, yeah. like kind of like this is the beginnings of like, you know, I don't know, like you were saying, this feels like the the infancy of it. This is like the beginning of like, because think how many horror movies, I, I when I was watching Amityville, there were so many movies that came to mind. One I actually want to give a little bit of a notice to. It's a new movie, Mike. Your boy watched a new movie recently. What? Not only did I watch a movie, but it was new, right? Did you stay awake? I did. I had a big... Oh, man. Oh, I, my gosh. So, the thing I've had to do, we've talked about it. It's hard as an adult with kids and jobs and all this to watch movies. Um, but anytime my wife and I want to watch a movie, I will make it a point to run out to the local gas station or Walgreens to get the snacks. If I've got snacks, I'm not falling asleep. <laughs> and that's kind of our excuse to kind of pig out. We're trying to not eat crap all the time even though it happens we have our weeks but like i do try to make the movie an event i it's different if i sit down like we just flick on a movie i'm probably going to take it for granted and fall asleep yeah but if i make it a choice and an event like all right i'm gonna run out you want popcorn you want milk duds you know you want a soda whatever we're gonna make this thing happen of course i had to get ice cream so i got ice cream for the movie Mm. and i got myself a big old soda but anyway the movie we watched was new to netflix um I think it's called Things Seen and Heard. Have you heard of this movie? No, I haven't. It's pretty good. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know if it's popular to enjoy. We saw the preview and thought this looks pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you've got all the internet people crapping on the ending. I'm like, and I'll be honest, the ending wasn't 
amazing but like i'm so sick of people expecting the endings of movies to be amazing mm-hmm. here's what an ending of a movie needs to be it just needs to make sense a the story needs to yeah. have a conclusion yeah you know and whether it's a mind-blowing conclusion or it's something you never saw coming whatever as long as it has a conclusion and this had a bit of an artsy conclusion to it it wasn't that rewarding but as they always say, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And the journey to the end, I thought, very enjoyable. I did not fall asleep. Hmm. I did not, you know, I wasn't, I was invested in this story. Very good. Reminded me a lot of Amityville Horror, a lot of The Conjuring, a lot of, you see where I'm getting at? The fact yeah. that the Amityville Horror was the thing that kind of started this ride of possessed, haunted, spooky house syndrome that's made a lot of great movies have come out of this style about right. this topic. It's really cool that we're getting this basically talking about the first one today. And yeah. that got me really excited watching this movie. I was like, yeah, I'm glad to see that somebody, this is the first time I've seen a haunted house typish movie um, done well since the conjuring. I thought the conjuring was magnificently done. Yeah. Incredibly well done. Uh, <clears throat> chills me to my freaking bones movie. S- Okay, so this new movie that you watched, so it's yeah. like a it's a like a paranormal like ghost type movie, haunted house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to watch this now. Um, it's it's well, I would well, say did it scare it, you? No, I mean it was good. It was just like it had some good good moments. I as far as I would say haunt like paranormal, it's more along the sides of I can kind of link characters a bit from like um the shining the dad in that movie you know jack mm-hmm. or johnny what's his name gosh jack torrance jack jack yeah. jack yeah um kind of the the descent of into madness situation mm-hmm. okay and a lot of it having some para and and also colliding with some paranormal haunting of the house so if you like that idea like i said very reminiscent of amityville also very reminiscent of the conjuring the that you, you, I think you probably know what you're getting into when you watch the movie. Right. Um, but I thought it was very well done. I enjoyed it. Um, I recommend it. I would say watch it. Interesting. <laughs> well, if <clears throat> if you recommend it, I'll definitely give it a shot. Cause I think if, Heather would be into it too. I mean, I think it's a good little, you know, it's a good little movie. Good little date. If you can stay awake, popcorn. If you can stay awake for a movie, then I know it's worth checking out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Some of the best movies I've ever seen, I've honestly <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, I, since we're talking about things that we've watched horror-wise, I did want to mention that I watched the new season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Spectacular, oh, yeah. man. I really? loved it. It was so good. I, and like, I watched the first season of the reboot series, and I wasn't super impressed with it. And so I didn't kind of come into this one super excited for it, but... I don't I don't even know what about it was like so good, but it it was actually kind of creepy. Um, like I I really wish this had been the first season um, oh, because man. they seem to have put so much more care into it. And the story was really good. The acting was pretty good. Um, it, I, I, I don't know. I just I really enjoy it. Like I actually kind of want to go back and rewatch it. Um, it was wow. that good. Well, shoot, man, I only saw the first episode of the first season. 
and you know it was fine i didn't i didn't hate it i i, I was entertained by it but i was kind of i was a little let down because i'm like this is interesting seeing it go from like talking about scary stories to actually living through one yeah and that's the one thing that i kind of don't like about the reboot series is they don't tell stories they always like it follows the midnight society as they experience this real world or this scary story that's actually happening to them and they always talk about telling stories but they never actually tell stories i want to actually hear them tell stories and it go back to this kind of anthology type show but um, they had so many nods to the original show. And I think in the second to last episode, they did something that just had me smiling from ear to ear. I mean, it oh, was man. such a good callback. And I was so happy that they did that. Um, but um, all in all, I would say if you haven't watched either season, watch the second one um, over the first one because it's just it's so much better. Yeah, I think I will. I think I think that's something we we want to try to get into next. Um, every time it gets close to summer, I want to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, because <laughs> I associate it with summer so much. I'm actually um, I'm trying to set myself up to do a prompt, like an art prompt, where I want to watch an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark every day and then do a drawing from the episode. So like, but I'm going to go in chronological order. So I'm going to start with like the. I, forgot, I don't even remember what it's called, but they're oh, in the woods the with the cab. Um, yeah. Yeah. The headless cab. <laughs> yeah. Driver. So I, don't remember. Uh, I think that's right. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm a w- bad fan for someone who <laughs> loves the show. I can't remember that. Good grief. <laughs> we can't be expected to remember everything, but yeah. yeah. Um, do you, do you follow Brett Wilson art? I do. Yeah. He's, he, he's a massive, are you afraid of the dark fan? In fact, I'd love to get him on the show sometime to just discuss some, are you afraid? I know you and I were very close to last year doing an, are you afraid of the dark episode ranking of some sort? Mm-hmm. I think we we're going to do it for the Saturday cast. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I saw, I would love to do that still. It'd be good to get him on the show to talk, are you afraid of the dark as well? I know we did it once with Matt Skiff years ago. We all know how well that worked out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that was uh, that show was so accidental in a way because we originally did an mm-hmm. episode of Matt that crashed. Yeah. Let's bring that up again. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so it was very traumatic. It was like, one of the first. Yeah. It was one of the first guest <laughs> guest episodes we ever did that did not work. Yeah. Um. So we reverted to talking. Are you afraid of the dark? With Skiff, and it was actually a lot of fun. But um, yeah. it was very loose. I would love to get more like, I guess, focused or detailed with a with an episode. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he he he's done some lovely art prompts to the Are You Afraid of the Dark, and he made a book about it. I've got it's massive. This book is huge, yeah. but it's so well done. It's absolutely. I mean, it's an episode guide. So, um basically there's a drawing for each episode but there's a whole write-up for it too and then he even ranks them based on like little uh hand with the match like light you know like the intro oh, that's fun it's so well done um i hope he gets them in stock again i bought a leftover from his kickstarter um yeah. i wasn't able to support it in its kickstarting phase but um it's a book that if you've got it you know its value you know how great it is so definitely look into that yeah i um i saw that he had a couple extra and i was like out on the road like driving when i saw it on instagram and by the time i got home i think it was gone so i missed out i really want i want one 
I got it right behind me on that show. That's pretty cool. I'm jealous. Yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark new season? I will check that out. Because that's what I was saying. When it gets summertime, I'm like, ooh, I love nothing more than uh, evening in the summer around the campfire. Yeah. And what was cool was when I was watching it, we still had a subscription to YouTube TV and that's how I was watching it. So like I would watch it as it came on Friday nights. And so it was it was it was nice to kind of like catch something weekly on TV yeah. again. I love doing that. We we were that way with WandaVision this yeah. this uh winter. I which I know we haven't done an episode since October of last year for this show. Um <laughs> but man, WandaVision sure was great. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that show? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, so good. Um but anyway. Uh, all right, well, let's get into... Actually, I, it, we would be remiss to get into a summer series and not talk about summer, your favorite holiday. <laughs> no, I mean, no favorite that's Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know, your favorite season. Mike, yeah. let's just get into summer mode real quick. All right. Get into summer mode. Ooh. Are we disrobing? Is that what we're doing? I don't. Is that how you get into summer mode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You tricked me again. <laughs> oh, man. So I know you've got a lot on your plate. You've got another human being coming next month. But summer, I mean, are you are you excited about this summer? <laughs> I am excited about this summer because we're a little less scared this summer. Um, you know, we've kind of gotten used to this whole pandemic thing as of right oh, now. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So we're, we're we kind of know how... We're going to navigate the summer and make it enjoyable and everything. But like one th- one thing that I'm super excited about is uh, Target has started re-releasing the original Super Soaker guns. Like oh, the yellow, cool. the yellow and green ones, because I was actually on eBay one day looking to buy like an old one because I wanted to get one for my kids. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to look real quick. Because all of them, they weren't super expensive, but I was like, this is this is way more than you would have paid, you know, it, it, when they f- first came out. And so I was like, I'm yeah. just going to look and see if there's anything even comparable to like a super soaker. Why am I spending all this money on a, on a vintage one? And I just, I Googled them and they popped up and it, it turns out that like this summer Target is re-releasing the super soaker series and they're doing the, uh, I think the tens the 50s and the 100s or i i don't i don't know the rankings but um i wound up <laughs> buying all of them <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I got i got two of the yellow ones with the green tube and then i got one of the bigger ones i think that's the 100 so i got a 150 and a t- and then one little 25 25er um and i'm so excited to play with those Dude. with the kids this yes. summer. We haven't really had super hot weather yet. Like it's gotten warmer, but like this week it we got another cold front that came through. So it's like rainy and cold and it's just not good weather for it. So i'm really waiting for it to actually be like summer weather before yeah. we break those out. Man, it's crazy. In April, we had blistering hot heat. I mean, we had like 85. I'm like, dang, man, in April, we're going to melt the summer. And so far, <laughs> it's been a pretty chilly May. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm, I'm excited for summer, but it just hasn't hit. Like, we had a little bit of taste, but it was so long ago where now I'm just like, oh, yep. is it ever coming? I know. Um, I notoriously hate the heat, but I, over the years, and I think 
we've always said this. You've always become more of a basic dude when it comes to fall because of yep. me. Yep. And I've become more of a hot girl summer because <laughs> of you. Um I love that. I'm lo- I'm loving summer, man. Like I was like I get so excited about it now. Like we went through Target the other day and they had all their summer cool, you know, like the holiday section, it's always ever evolving. Yep. Back to school, Halloween, you know, Easter, all that stuff. And they always do something for the summer. And that's how I know we're getting close when they've got the really cheap plastic baseballs and bats and, you know, soccer nets. And I'm just like, one of my favorite things, you know, talking about quarantine last summer, you know, we spent a lot of time at home last summer. And I love just living in the backyard last summer. Like we, we, you know, we would get stuff for Lydia to play with. And, um, it was super fun. I mean, we just had a blast and, uh, one of my favorite things that we did, uh, there was this place up across the, up the street, and um, it's just a it's a pub, it's a bar. They've got good food, and they took the place of Applebee's, which broke my heart, man. I love I love Applebee's. I'm so <laughs> I'm so redneck, I guess. I don't know. Applebee's is awesome. I've never thought of it as like this hick establishment until Talladega Nights came out and it just made it seem <laughs> like it was just a joke. Oh, it's just so funny to like applebee's i'm like guys this is fine dining i don't know what you're talking about but a trip to applebee's was like taking a trip to sears it was a big oh deal oh my god <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a restaurant in oklahoma called apple woods and oh, that, wow. that was like the like that was like you dressed up in your sunday best to go to that place Ooh. and so like whenever we would go to apple <laughs> woods it was like it didn't make sense in my mind <laughs> Why we didn't get dressed up to go to Apple Applebee's? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you just going like your yeah, there's your just like to NASCAR <laughs> photos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the Applebee's, it was replaced with this bar, but they have this pizza that I ordered last summer. It was the first time I ever had it, and I'll be damned if I didn't order it every single like order it weekly. But it was a it's a personal <laughs> nine inch pizza. And it's called the kitchen sink. And it's basically, (laughs) it sounds disgusting. And you're going to think it's disgusting because you don't like anything. But it had all the toppings on it, Mike. It had probably five different meats on there, every vegetable. I mean, like, oh, it's so good. I mean, even anchovies? No anchovies, but I mean, like, it had olives and peppers and onions and bacon and Canadian bacon and beef and pepperoni and sausage. It's amazing. Now, let me ask um, you something. Please do. I, I like bacon. I like yep, sausage. Right. I like Canadian bacon. I, I like olives. American bacon. Sure. Why? <laughs> what experience do you get from eating all of those things at the same time? Uh, like, How well, does it for taste one, good? A lot of salt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of saltiness. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I love... I love pizza toppings. Like to me, I know pizza is it's 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 crust, sauce, and cheese. I get that. And if you were to serve me a cheese pizza, I would not hate you. I think cheese pizza is delicious. So you and your buddy Wes Allen can just have a big <laughs> cheese pizza together and leave me out of it. Make me feel bad because I have I have a taste buds that ex- exceed past. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> cheese pizza is great. It's really good. 
But I, my, my thing is, <laughs> I, I get excited. to like to taste things. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. I like the excitement that a pizza can bring. I mean, think about it. <laughs> spaghetti, what are you getting with spaghetti? Just sauce, noodles, sometimes meat. Sometimes. Meatballs. But, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but spaghetti just kind of is what it is. Nobody's out there just throwing tons of toppings on spaghetti. Have you ever had spaghetti pizza? Because that's good. No. Oof, Okay. Yeah, let me just cook for you, Mike. I'll make you <laughs> I don't something think nice. I, I don't think that might end our friendship. <laughs> it could. I made you donuts one time. That was pretty good. That was fun. That was more of the experience, I think, though. Right. Um, that was 10 years ago. Can you believe that? I can. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this whole conversation is just to talk about the fact that I liked this little pizza I ordered in the summer, and it felt like it felt like one of those pizzas you would eat after you had a long day on the lake. You come in and you're, yeah. you're still, you know, your hair's drying. Of course, this is when you're young and you have hair. For us bald guys, it doesn't really work. But like sitting, you know, you, you kind of got the smell of the chlorine or the lake on you, and you're just having this you know, pizza by the way, that's what it tastes like. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, wow, this feels like yeah. I just had a fun day outside getting sun and water. That and, to, and now every time I eat it, I just associate it with summer. That's all I wanted to say. This is a good summer pizza, Mike. Well, and Wes, I, I know Wes is listening. I know he's <laughs> freaking out about all the toppings I just named. Uh, there is if we nothing- ever rebooted this show... Wes would have to be the the other person. I feel like he would he would have to be on the show as a guest, like a permanent like residency. Oh yeah, okay. I thought you were saying to like replace me. <laughs> no, I, you can't replace Mike. This would um, not be the scary movie ice cream night podcast if you didn't have Mike Anderson. There is nothing more magical than that feeling you get coming inside from after swimming. And like the air conditioner or a fan oh, is on, and exactly like the te- and like the the lights are on, but your eyes haven't adjusted yet, so you can't quite see anything <laughs> clearly. You're stumbling into things, and then like you've got so the much fun. you've got a box fan or the air conditioner on, so like mm. you've got the hum going, and then like the TV might be really low, but it's on, so you're just kind of like lounging on the couch watching some some tv uh, like cartoons or you know old shows and then like i just feel like things taste differently too like chips yeah chips is a good thing to eat soda's better yeah look i don't want to live i mean i want to have a i want to have a (laughs) long life life. (laughs) life anymore What I'm trying to say is I don't want I want to have a long healthy life I do but I'm not going to give up chips I'm not going to give up ice cream yeah. pizza or soda because that's what makes life worth the living <laughs> yeah. It does It does it really does <laughs> I don't care what anybody says it's worth it I'll eat yeah. a salad every once in a while if I got to that's fine <laughs> I've been trying to drink these juices I I don't know if you I saw seen you me. drinking something green that it's I was a green like wow juice. um What's that? I, I was very impressed to see that. Oh, yeah. I get two juices every day. I get like a carrot juice at breakfast and then a green juice for lunch. But uh, something messed up with this one. It's not tasting very good. I'm usually able to drink it a lot faster mm. than I am. Well, you're going to have the diarrhea later. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I will say things go through me much quicker now because <laughs> I got the vegetables cleaning out my uh, system. The fiber. <laughs> What it's the way, way God intended it. I don't know. 
Welcome to, all right, let's get into this ice cream talk. I was so hot. I was frying. My throat was like a desert. Like Death Valley. I wish I had something cooler. Cold, like North Pole. Whoa! A 7-Eleven Slurpee! What could be cooler? It's the ultimate cool. Now when you go to 7-Eleven to buy a large or a super Slurpee, you can get a whistle straw free. You can hear a whistle straw at a 7-Eleven near you. Ice cream talk is back. It's perfect time to have it. It's the summertime. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go first, Mike, okay. because what I have to talk about is maybe a little bit of a disappointment because I've talked about it before, but it's been a long while. But uh, I was in a pinch. I had to grab something not fully in summer mode yet. So I just grabbed a little pint of ice cream from the, from the local grocery. Mm -hmm. And I went with my go-to, which is the uh, Jimmy Fallon Ben and Jerry's The Tonight Show dough. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you talking about I love about it. That. Yeah. it's. So, have you ever had it? I I've mean, not tried it yet. I, I don't, it's a we, complicated ice cream, just well, so you know. Well, we don't eat... I mean, I'm not going to say like we're better than you because we don't eat Ben and Jerry's, but we just oh. don't eat Ben and Jerry's. Um, so <laughs> I like... <laughs> It's not like I'm looking for that type of ice cream when we... Believe me, I know wherever you get your vanilla at, it's, <laughs> it's already basic, so I'm not uh, going to be... You can you can crap on my Ben and Jerry's, but... I prefer best choice from Walmart. <laughs> from Walmart? <laughs> it is the best choice. <laughs> they wouldn't call it best choice if it wasn't. That is great choice. marketing, by the way. Good on Walmart. Knowing you've got a lesser quality product, <laughs> no... I, here's the thing. I, Walmart's fantastic. I love Walmart, mm -hmm. but I also love Applebee's. If that informs you about anything <laughs> of who I am, <laughs> I'm from Grove, Oklahoma. <laughs> you um, can figure it out. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you because I think you were about to start talking about it, and I'm sorry if you're if I'm preempting you, but yeah. did you not get some 7-Eleven? Icy drink. Oh, I did. So I do want to talk about that. I yeah. guess we can throw it into this. Um, I've gone years without living in a city that has 7-Eleven. And what I'm driving a couple weeks back, I'm driving to the record store. And there is this there's this gas station I pass. It's literally right across the street from it. Um, that always makes me chuckle. It's a NASCAR gas station. <laughs> like it has a NASCAR sign on it. I don't understand what it is. I've, I've got there. I went there one time. Wasn't impressed. You know. I look now and I see a 7-Eleven sign and I hit the brakes, Mike. <laughs> no, I freaked out. I start yelling. I, I was like, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and I pull into the record store and before I walk in, Mike, this is how important this is. You know me. I love my records. I love going to the record shop. Mm -hmm. I did not hesitate i call my wife and me i was like brett guess what we freaking have a 7-eleven of course she's all flabbergasted like this is amazing i was like look i gotta go in and purchase something do you want me to bring home a, a slurpee and of course the answer was yes mm -hmm. and um so yeah went over there i got my coke slurpee which we've discussed this it used to be pepsi used yeah, see, I, and you're I a Pepsi fan. Well, I was gonna let you finish your experience, but I was gonna chime in after that and tell you how I'm actually kind of disappointed mm. with Seven Eleven right now. So, see, it couldn't be a better time to be me right now. Right, you're you're gonna be loving only, this. I love Coke. I don't yeah. really. I mean, I don't hate Pepsi. I'll, I'll always take the Pepsi if that's the only option. Um, every once in a while, I 
do choose Pepsi. If I'm at the mm-hmm. gas station and the can catches my eye, I'm like, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> but for the most part, it's Coke all the way. And um, I was elated to find the Coke Swarpy. And I thought it was the best thing. Oh, my gosh. I enjoyed every sip. Yep. I got stuck in a 45-minute traffic jam. Oh, no. After that. So I've got Brett's Slurpee. I've got mine. And I'm trying to, like, not drink it until I get home because I want to enjoy it with my wife. Yeah. Um. You know, that's what makes a marriage healthy. Um, <laughs> Slurpee. <laughs> but her, hers is melting <laughs> because it's actually hot that day. Yeah. I'm stuck in traffic. There was an accident. I'm like, this is terrible. But I drank mine and I enjoyed it. And it was the best 45-minute traffic jam I've ever had because I enjoyed this <laughs> Coke Slurpee from 7-Eleven. Yep. And uh, now we've got two of them. Oh, I wow. had. I was driving in um, the, the town over one day and uh, lost my mind when another gas station turned into a 7-Eleven. Got myself a Coke Slurpee then. Went back to that same 7-Eleven a week and a half later. They were out of the Coke slurpee oh no that's that's it came out just like coke there was no ice i'm like fix your damn machine yep that's a constant struggle with that's a heartbreaker as as excited as i was to finally have 7-eleven back in my life i forgot that there is some pain that does come with a 7-eleven yep it's usually sometimes the sorting machines do not work well yeah even if the machine's not broken sometimes it's like it has to regenerate the slushiness of it so it's like if you catch it at the wrong time then you're out of luck and it's so hard because it's one of the i love everything about 7-elevens look aesthetic and branding these 7-elevens don't really look like 7-elevens you've got the basic sign out front but like they paint they whitewash the whole outside of the the building like they look Hmm. very boring Hmm. and when you go inside because these were gas station renos nothing about the inside has changed at all Uh, so Even though I'm getting, it feels, it doesn't feel like a 7-Eleven when I'm in Oklahoma or when we're visiting my wife's family in Michigan where everything's brown and green and red. Like, it doesn't feel like that, but I'm just glad to have the logo on a cup in the, in the, 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 you know, the Slurpees. Yeah. Well, that's where part of my frustration comes in is I don't know if it's because they haven't updated your it, it surprises me that yours don't have this because they're new locations but they don't have the 7-Eleven cups anymore it's slurpy cups now like they have <laughs> completely rebranded all of the 7-Elevens in my area at least to slurpy and so like all of the slurpy cups from small to large have a slurpy branded cup in it Oh, man. Kills me because when you sent me that picture, you got the one that I like. I like the one with the green uh, mountains on the I, I think that's what they are. They look like mountains Um, on yeah. on on the cup. Like that's my favorite uh, design. <clears throat> but now it's like it's all slurpy. And not only is it all slurpy, but I was a Pepsi guy and I don't like that they changed it to Coke. So <laughs> but like for the longest time, my biggest like summer tradition, like kicking off summer was to go to 7-Eleven get an icy drink and yeah. I didn't do it this year because I just <sighs> I don't <laughs> I don't have any love oh. for these slurpy drinks even though I feel like I should because I really like the Simpsons and the drink in the Simpsons slurpees um but yeah I don't know I'm not Man. a huge fan 
it kind of it kind of makes me sad hearing that because i mean part of my joy mike comes from knowing you are happy and, uh, <laughs> i want well, you to be excited about i want to i want to have something in common with you i want to you know what i mean like right how, how are we even friends <laughs> here's the thing i uh <laughs> i I, I told a fit because I didn't remember this actually, but we actually did go this year. I took Colton Coda on a day that Heather was at work. We were out running errands and I took them to 7-Eleven and I got a large Coke one and I let mm. them get two little small ones. I let them pick it out, whichever one they wanted. And um and that was fun. But it did wasn't they make like choices. They didn't get what? the like pina colada. Uh Coda <laughs> wanted blue and Coke or Colt got Coke. So nice. I Good felt like they were solid choices. Um, I I'm wouldn't have chosen. Them. I wouldn't have chosen the blue, but um, not me either. That's that's yeah. that, my wife would have gotten. Yeah, blue. that's what Heather likes. She actually likes to mix them all. Oh, um, Brett says she did that as a kid, and I was just like mortified to hear that. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty. I've seen her do it before, and it does look pretty. Uh, but I don't like <laughs> how that tastes at all. Did you get suicides no. when you were little? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why every I, everyone is just like it was that mind blowing moment of like wait a minute I could get a little bit of everything yeah you know and they never tasted good but you just had to do it because you're was like, that what they were called for you was suicide yes okay and I always yeah I, I never understood what actual suicide was until well, I got later when older. yeah when I was, I was like, that this age is dark isn't that a drink well when I was that age I didn't know that's what that was i thought they were saying sewer sides so it was like I did sewer too. yeah sewer yeah yes I'm, I'm i'm hoping there's more people out there like us that thought the same thing <laughs> well it's interesting because i think i did a mutant monday character that was kind of like based off the suicide and it was interesting oh, to kind yeah. of see and hear what other people called them that's so funny yeah i can't i i would look it up but this episode's already going on so long. Don't do it. We can't bore everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So what was your ice cream of choice? Uh, so I got something from the grocery store and I got it literally for the name only. Uh, but they were these ice cream sandwiches and the brand was called Fat Boy. <laughs> oh, I've seen those. <laughs> yeah. And I thought the I thought the actual ice cream sandwich was called a Fat Boy because they're they're like square and pretty thick, but that's just the brand. Um, so, but um, honestly, they weren't very good. They weren't the best ice cream sandwiches that I've ever had. They weren't, they, they're probably actually my least favorite ice cream. They were still edible. I still enjoyed them, but ranking them, they weren't anything special. Um, I think yeah. like, I think honestly, I think walmart's best choice ice cream sandwiches are probably better than the those are ones. those are nice yeah but um what was interesting about them was they are square and they're super thick and brahms their ice cream sandwiches are like that too they do like a gourmet deluxe ice cream sandwich i've never had one from there it's I bet they're so great. good so good like if i ever go inside of brahms i will always pick up a box of those Ooh. They're Shoot, so good. Man. That is one thing I'm really looking forward to about this summer is going home, get my big cheeseburger, yep. crinkle cut fries, and some ice cream from Brahms. Pick Ooh. up a box of their deluxe ice cream. They've got normal ones that are like more rectangle, but get the square ones because they're so thick. The chocolate is so mm. good. I mean, it's like it. Those are my favorite ice cream sandwiches that I. I could easily drop multiple hundred dollar bills at Brahms if I had multiple <laughs> hundreds. 
It'd yeah. be easy. <laughs> I will check those out then. Yeah. All right. Well, that was some good ice cream talk. Yeah, I'm sorry the had. fat boys weren't as good, but you got to do it for the name. Well, I mean, you got to experiment. Let, let's talk about it just a little bit longer. Um, part of the thing that I don't like about them was that they're very tacky. Like, you know, when you are holding an ice cream sandwich and you like oh, and they let go on your fingers. and it sticks I hate to you. That. They are extremely tacky like that. Like, yep. And it, it doesn't even matter if you just pulled them out of the freezer, still frozen, they'll still stick to you. And I yeah. just, I don't like that very much. Ooh, I don't either. Yeah. Man, I feel like a lot of ice cream sandwiches I've had from Walmart are like that. I don't know if it's the Walmart brand or, mm-hmm. ooh, but yeah, it kind of ruins because like I don't, I don't like eating things off my fingers. Like I'm not one to like lick or chew off my fingers. Yep. It's a weird thing I have. Yeah. Um, and so I always end up wiping my hands off in the middle of eating this thing. I'm like, I'm not enjoying all the ice, the, <laughs> yeah. the cookie part. Yeah. The bread part. Whatever. And the the Brahms one, the deluxe ones, they're almost more of a like a cookie ish, like yeah. cracker ish. Like they're really thick and they don't mm. stick to your fingers as easily. I'm drooling right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get into this movie. All right. Mother of God, I'm coming apart! 19 days after the Lutz family moved into their dream house, they were running for their lives. What happened to them is an experience in terror you will never forget. And you will believe in the Amityville Horror. Rated R. Now playing at a theater or drive-in near you. Newlyweds and their three kids move into a large house where a murder was committed. They start to experience strange, inexplicable manifestations which have strong effects on everyone living or visiting the house. Amityville Horror, 1979, IMDb description. Alright, here we are. The first movie of a 70s summer series. We are talking about the 1979 flick, The Amityville Horror. The original Amityville Horror. The one they actually mm-hmm. made a remake of. And yep. also several sequels of. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie, uh, based on a true story, I guess, is what, yeah. is what we're told. Um, I don't, don't want to get it twisted, but the, the true story being the... Um, the original event that takes place in the story or that and as well as the dramatization of the movie i i think it's a little bit of both i've heard if you watch the movie the conjuring which i mentioned earlier the husband and wife that work on that case the spiritual you know gurus of this case i think they worked on the amityville case in real life they did and actually the opening scene of the conjuring 2 is them working on amityville oh that's right i forgot about the conjuring 2 i've liked the conjuring series i guess if you want to call it um Mm -hmm. uh but yeah this is uh this was a based on it and i don't know i've not researched the true i'm not i wish i was more intuitive like that i wish i was interested enough to be like all right guys we're gonna talk about some facts here but we're really just gonna talk about this movie well the the murders happened and then I think George and Kathy Lutz, that's a, that, those were real people that lived yes. there and experienced it. So I think it's like, it's a true story. It's based on a true story. So it's a dramatization of actual events or right. at least what they say were actual events. Right. 
So to let you know what happened in this house, there was a family that lived there, and the husband ends up shooting everybody in the house. No, one of the brothers. That's right. Okay, so one of the brothers. Did the brother live in the house with him? Yeah, he was like the oldest son, I think, and he shot both parents and then like his four brothers and sisters. Okay, that's right. And they say what's like so crazy about it is that he went from room to room shooting these people, but nobody woke up the entire time. It's like he couldn't just shoot all of them at the same time. So they think that's... Yeah, they were all in different levels of the house. This is a very large house. Um, That's so insane. I I wondered about that because when you're watching the movie, so the movie starts off with the the new couple, the newlywed couple moving into the home. So you've got George and Kathy Lutz moving into the home. Or actually, they're actually, they're they're viewing the home. They know they want the home, but they're they're being shown by the real estate agent, this home. And (laughs) this has some kind of awkward moments, but essentially um, every room they enter, we get a little flashback uh, from the murder that took place. And it's, you know, you kind of see hands holding a rifle and kind of blowing the gun, you know, shooting at people in bed. It's 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 horrific. Um, But the the funny part is when they're going upstairs to where the the kids were, um, the editing got really bad in that part. And it's like they she stops talking like it's a freeze frame and then it goes to the yes. the shooting and then I it comes back that. and they it was it's so <clears throat> choppy. And they did it really well. Like every time they opened the door, it would cut to a freeze frame. But because this was just walking upstairs to an open floor pan, they had to just like pause on the couple mid-conversation. It was very funny in a way. I'm kind of <laughs> glad that you said that because for a second I thought it was like my internet. Yeah, I thought there was a skip in my DVD, my digital video disc. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, that's just that's how it was. Um, But um, yeah, I think uh, so that's the movie is giving you the little details about what's going on. But the thing you realize very shortly after is the couple knows the couple Mm -hmm. knows that there was people murdered in this house. And um, that's why they're kind of able to get it. And it's still really expensive. So. This this movie, uh, man, it's kind of hits home a little bit for me. My wife and I are in the process of trying to move. Um, mm-hmm. We've been in Nashville for 10 years, and we're looking to move to the outer burbs. Um, not necessarily the burbs. We're trying to just move 30, 40 minutes out of town. Uh, so, you know, there's there's some areas you can live in, but we're not looking for the suburban neighborhood. We're just, you know, it doesn't matter what we're looking for. We're just trying to get out of Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> um not that there's anything wrong with Nashville. I love it here. Um, and it, it doesn't feel like we're leaving Nashville because everything's just so close together. We're just trying to find um, a different house, get Lydia into a good school system later, you know, in the next year, and then have our mortgage be a bit cheaper. Our house has gone up in value big time, so we're trying to sell, make a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we're looking for new houses, and these are the <clears> things <throat> that are going through my mind of like, wow, what's happened in this house, you know? Um so this movie, like, it's kind of, it's kind of a little, little bit scarier because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> looking at houses and you know, yeah. the always, it's always spooky a bit to move into a new house. Is it haunted? Has something happened here? Right. Is there some bad energy here? I don't know, you know. But these movies are also a lot of fun to watch because of that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I can kind of relate to this couple looking for a house. Um, of course, we are not going to settle for a house that anybody was murdered in because I know what happens when you do that. I know what happens when you buy or live in a house 
you know, based on these movies, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they know they're kind of, they need this house. They can afford it. I mean, actually, they can't afford it. That's the kind of the crazy thing. They know they can't really afford it, but um, we know it's 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 cheap for what it is because of what happened there, and they're aware of that. So they're walking into this deal knowing the <clears throat> horrific events that took place. And, of course, that's when the movie kind of starts to take off. You got the family moving into the house, and then it gets, you know, the events start getting weird. The nights, there's things that are happening. Um, the relevancy seems to be that every night at 3.15 in the morning, something spooky happens. And that's essentially the night that the murders took place, you know, prior. Yeah. That's that's the that's the premise of the movie. Um and then you kind of see the husband go into the descent of madness throughout this movie. He seems to be affected the most. Um, it's it's like the the possession that we find the house is demonically possessed. Um, mm-hmm. That was the reason for the first murder. So there's an entity living within the house that's causing these bad things to happen. But it seems to go after um, the men in these families. And so the, the husband of this family is... He's he's getting attacked big time. Of course, everybody has everybody who comes over. The kids even are seeing things. I mean, it's 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 spooking everybody out. But he's really the one that's kind of like going crazy, right? Um, and they, I feel like this may be jumping ahead a little bit, but they tried to do almost like a shining moment where, like, you know, when you see the photograph of Jack at the end, it's like, ooh, has he really been there the whole time? Because the wife is like doing some research on the murders and she sees a photograph of the son that committed the murders and he looks exactly like the dad. Like Isn't it literally it yeah. literally is a photo of the dad, I'm pretty sure. And it's just kind of like, well, is there, there's something weird about the dad? Is he, is he kind of like trapped in this house and he just brings in a new family to murder or something like that? So it's kind of poses a weird question with that yeah and i don't think we have any clarity on what exactly is going on there's a scene towards the end of the movie which i don't want to get to just yet that was a little confusing but also makes sense in what you were just talking about but we see a bit of a spirit um yeah and it looks just like the dad but we know it's not and it's probably the son that did the the original murder it's 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 a little it's a little convoluted, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to talk about the movie. I don't want to go into strict detail. We've always tried to stay away from the play by play because we've been so bad about that in the early years of the show, of like explaining every little detail as it happens <laughs> in the order it happens. It ain't worth anybody's time. We're just trying to talk about why we like this movie or don't like this movie. So um, for me personally, I've always enjoyed a good haunted house story. Um, as I said, you know, part of the fun, even though it's creepy when you're looking for a new place to live is your mind and imagination start to wonder what's been going on, what's happened here. Um, but I like seeing that movies. I like, I like these movies. This is kind of my, my wheelhouse a bit, uh, slashers and haunted house movies. Yeah. So I, I enjoy, I enjoy this movie. Um, it's interesting because I have not seen it in a long time and (laughs) there, it doesn't, hold up as well as i thought it did but still it's still quite enjoyable um yeah i 
it is interesting to watch the progression of the things that happen within this house kind of like with the conjuring you know it starts off little and then they just escalate and it always kind of makes me wonder like why does the thing just escalate out the gate you know? right like, <laughs> just start <laughs> off <it's>, scary <laughs> yeah i don't it's it's weird it's almost as if these spirits or these hauntings really have to get revved up like they well, need to know that they're feeding off the fear yeah. that they're causing well, I, I have always heard something that in like true hauntings, like spirits feed off of the energy that you put out. And like if you scare them, then or if they scare you, they're giving then you're giving off a certain amount of negative energy, I guess. And so like the reason that builds is because you're letting off more and more energy and they get stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's kind of how things progress and build. Um, but one thing that I kind of liked about the things that happened in the story with with the exception of maybe one or two things they all could have like a normal explanation like all sure. the flies in the room could just be some rotting meat in there um <laughs> oh crap i left the meatloaf out <laughs> the, the windowsill slamming on the kids fingers faulty construction um right. you know the door flying off in the middle of a windstorm you know that happens to everybody um, it yeah, just ha- it just so happens that all of these things kind of started happening in in too quick of secession. But like even like the the voice yelling get out, uh, he could have just been hearing somebody in the next room like yelling at one of the kids to get out while he's in the bathroom. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, we know so we know there's something going on particularly when the priest shows up at the beginning of the movie um the 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 priest shows up in the early early movie to bless the house and you know we and we also like we know that there's kind of a relationship at least a a a past with the woman living in the house and the priest because she kind of comes to her wits in towards the end of the movie she's like i need to talk to father um gosh what's his name let me let me get that name real quick um father delaney i need right. to talk to father delaney um you know this is different this is he and i he's helped me through a lot of hard times in the past yada 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 so i have this feeling you know because we know that they know that the murders took place in the movie uh before they even moved into the house so she's probably called him to come and bless the house um and so uh he shows up to the house and he everybody's outside he doesn't quite know it yet but he kind of goes up to the to the top of the house and he's going to do a blessing and he notices that family's all outside you know having a nice time together so he's like well i'll just do my business i'll come and greet them later and um that's when you know you get the essence that the there's a presence in the room because the room starts filling with flies Mm -hmm. and he starts sweating profusely and then he's unable, you know, once he puts his sash over his neck, that's when, you know, it's kind of like, oh, now you've done it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and um, he's choking and it's kind of hard to breathe. And so you just kind of get this feeling that like, wow, there's either something incredibly like maybe there's this foul stench that is going mm-hmm. on, like he's gagging, like and so he has to leave and he's not even able to go and greet the family out in the back. He just gets in his car. and He leaves. He knows this is urgent. He's got to get out. And so by that, we know, obviously, outside of the the fact that the people were murdered in this house horrifically, we know that there's something in this house where, you know, the things where the simple things like the door flowing off (laughs) or the the window closing automatically, or we know you could chalk those up to be normal happenings 
in old houses or things um but we we know by how the priest was treated that this is not a place you want to be right and something that i liked and i wanted to do a little more research to make sure there wasn't anything like hidden and i just didn't see it but i like how you didn't actually see anything like there were i did too there weren't any like ghosts or demons like popping out at you um there are in the remake and with the exception of that disembodied like floating head that you see at the end you really don't see any like physical ghost manifestations in this movie yeah and And i I appreciate that right i do too i i've always been someone who likes to not see what's happening i think that makes the movie scarier yeah um for me um for me, like I liked the movie Signs, but when I saw the aliens in that movie, I was like, eh, "Yeah, it's not as scary anymore." Yeah, um, and you know the cheesiness of the apparition at the end of this movie when they find the secret, you know, part in the basement. Yeah, I was like, eh, "You know," but it didn't. It didn't totally take me out of the movie. It didn't totally right. ruin it. Um, to me, it's the events that happen to the people in the movie. That's what makes it really scary. That's what, that's what makes you trepidatious when you find a new house. That's what makes you stay up at night is like, what is that sound I heard? What is that voice? You know, is that chair moving? Because those, because those things can happen. And if they do happen to you or it's easier to imagine, then it's that much more scarier. Yeah. I can remember the, for the first week or two living in our new house, uh, I was, on edge and it really didn't subside until like after a few months but that first couple of weeks i was like scared to death like i would sleep with my son up in his room to help him go asleep and um he was watching a movie one night like a teen titans movie and a lady like screams in it but for some reason i didn't see the scream happen on tv and i thought that it was coming from inside the house and i got so (sighs) scared (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> it is interesting something you've said because we made the comment like why isn't just, you know, all hell break loose from the get? You know, if there's truly something here that's that's bad, why isn't it just happen right away? Um and if you think about it, it is I I'm not one to believe in energy and vibes and things like that. It's just I don't know. I for me, and I'm not saying I'm not a person in touch with like I consider myself um you know a believer a christian you know i ha- i practice religion okay I, I i get that there's a bit of spirituality involved with a lot of things but there, there's just some things where it's like energy and things i just i don't understand it i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying it's bad it's just i don't you know i don't subscribe um but i do in a way do because like for instance um <laughs> uh i ha- we have a friend who raises kids to sell no like she's a parent she's a mom and Uh we always kind of chuckle because her reactions towards bugs is kind of ridiculous she sees a bee she freaks out Mm -hmm. now the reason for that could be maybe she was stung you know like i i i I was you know like when you get what i'm saying like it it had a negative effect to something right so that uh, interprets her reaction to things prior it's trauma right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know i i've been in car accidents and anytime i hear brakes screech i tense up it doesn't matter if it's 10 miles away and i can hear it yeah 
I know I've heard that sound very close before in my car getting into a wreck to where I experienced that trauma and that PTSD situation from, from those things. So, but the energy she has <laughs> when she sees a bee has translated to her kids. Yeah. And when they see bees, even though none of them have been stung, we know this. Yeah. They freak out because they know like that it's passed down that that trait that amplification that their mother gives is passed down to them and they feed off that um, same thing. If your kid falls off the monkey bars, most of the time, if you freak out and run towards them, you're like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? Is everything? Yeah. Then I, how many times have they then started crying because yeah. they think, well, I should be worried. Right. If my dad or my mom's you know freaked out, I should be worried. Right. But there's been a lot of times where they've fallen, sometimes really hard, and you're just like, you don't react. And they're like, well, I'm not going to react. So yeah. the point I'm getting is you're reacting based off the reactions. Like the reactions are that much more amplified if you're amplified. So this idea of the, the, the evil spirits, you know, of like, whoa, you can pay attention to me? Okay. Now I got your attention. Let's try this. Oh, I've still got your attention? All right, yeah. we're going to have a little fun now. And so I think that's kind of allows the stage, if you will, um, for some of these events and for some, for some of these things to happen, right? Right. I, I was going to quickly tell you, like, there's been several times where, like, Cole's, like Colt's fallen off the couch and both Heather and I, like, internally are like, oh, my God, he just broke his <laughs> leg or something. But he just gets up and, like, looks at us and walks away and we're like, don't move, don't <laughs> Like, he's not crying. We're not going to do anything. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, like, it's kind of like you're giving permission in a way. And yeah. If, and if I've learned anything from horror movies, sometimes it is about the permission you give. Yeah. You know? Well, something that I was going to say is, like, sometimes I'll work myself up at night and kind of scare myself walking through the house as I'm, like, locking the doors. And I'll, right. I'll walk through a room that's dark and I'll be like, what's the scariest thing I could probably encounter right now? And to me, it'd be like looking over in the corner and there's, like, a ghostly figure standing in the corner with, like, their mouth open and their eyes, like, rolled Ugh. back in their head and something like that. I'm like, that gets me going. That scares me and that makes me afraid. But then I start to think, like, but why would a ghost be doing that? Why are they right. choosing to do the scariest thing in the entire world <laughs> right now? Why are they trying to scare me? Like, I would like to walk into a room and if I did encounter a ghost, why aren't they just like making a sandwich or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> just watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> Putting up balloons to have a party, like something fun. Why does a ghost have to be scary? <laughs> It's true, right? But it's like, like that's you where were our, once normal. But it's like because of movies and stories and pictures, that's where our mind goes because we always associate ghosts with being scary. Yeah, it's true. And it's weird. I find myself contradicting myself a little bit saying that, you know, I, I'm not one to believe in vibrations or energy or things like that. But I did just give some solid proof that, you know, the energy you do put off can be harnessed, right? Yeah, like yeah, you freak sure. out. You get something in your head and it amplifies, you know, I many a times I've walked down in the morning. Sometimes I have to get up really early for work and I leave the house and it's still dark and I'm a little on edge. Yeah. Well, somebody's downstairs. Well, there shouldn't be. <laughs> but then my cat will zoom by my legs and I'll, you know, freak out. And it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, because I set myself up for that. You know, I, I was kind of on edge already. So, yep. um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll go back 
on my word on you know i'm not saying energy and vibes and things like that aren't real obviously they are i'm just saying like i just maybe look at them a little bit differently um but the the amount you're able to give to something and the amount whether it's your imagination or whether it's a uh you know a ghost in your house like they the things can arrive from that you're putting it out there you can get something out of it i'm sure yeah for sure so Back to this movie, Mike. Um, <laughs> we know that the holy people cannot be in this house. The priest comes, has a bad time. The nun comes, has a bad time. Um, so we know that, that the thing in this house is evil, obviously because of the murders as well. But now, I mean, it's just, it's a very heavy atmosphere. And this family is trying to function living in this heavy atmosphere. Um but it's a progression. It's a progressive. So this movie takes some time for it to really pick up and to really kind of start firing off all cylinders. Mm-hmm. So um, with that said, I mean, like, what do you like? What are some of the things that happened in this movie that you you know thought were kind of cool, thought were interesting? So um, something interesting is this is actually the first time I've sat down to watch this movie from front to start. Um, I've seen so many bits and pieces of this movie throughout the year that I can say I have seen this movie before technically but this is really the first time that I've sat down to legitimately watch it from start to finish and but what's interesting is like my first experiences with this movie were from such a young age that there's parts of this movie that have just been burned into my memory and so like one of them like probably the one that is most in my memory is the scene where um the daughter is talking to her friend Jody in her bedroom and the mom comes up and she's like you scared Jody away she ran out the window and her mom goes to close the window and she sees like this pair of glowing eyes outside of the right. door <laughs> that scared the ever living piss out of me as a kid yeah. like that was <laughs> so scary and like even now it still kind of scares me like watching it, even though it looks really fake and like, I'm like, Oh, well that could have been a cat like looking in the window. Cause their cats, yeah. cats eyes glow like that. And like, but just something about it. Cause my mom also read the book um, when she was young or when I was younger and she kind of told me like a little more about the story. And apparently Jody was like also manifested itself as this gigantic pig and which is kind of oh, weird. Oh yeah. Um, you see that in the movie though. Oh, you do? I I've seen this movie I mean not kidding, at least a dozen times. This uh-huh. is it's in my collection. It's one that I've often referenced about every 3 years or so. Yeah. And um I for the first time I realized at the end of the movie when he's the husband has the axe and he's mm-hmm. headed into the house. If you look into the windows you see a giant pig in the window. Oh, weird. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what is... Like, it's so weird to me that, like, they... Th- like, It's, like, kind of like they're throwing the book readers out there a bone. Like, yeah. Um, and I forget what else you see. There's a couple of images that you see in the, in the window of the house. And I'm like, wow, this is really screwed up. But, like, huh. that is a massive pig. <laughs> I, okay, Hearing I want to go back. that and... now, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I want to go back and find that because I'd never noticed that before. Um, but yeah, so like there's this like little things like that. And then like the, um, and then there's all the iconic things like, you know, the bleeding from the walls and the get out and uh, yeah. the get out thing really 
sticks with me because of how ingrained in pop culture, like the Simpsons did a whole Treehouse of Horror episode based off of the Amityville. And yeah. um, it's like, but the get out, it's like you would think that they say that more in the movie for how big of a thing that became. But he yeah. only says it once in the whole movie. And but I think it was a couple of times that I doesn't it says it to the priest, right? The priest, yeah. Does, Does he say, he say it, it any again? time after that? I don't I, think I don't so. know. Um You might be right. The priest is the only one that I know of, but um that kind of goes back to what I was saying about audio quality. Uh, for 70 movies and how shrill things can be because like that get out is so shrill but it works for that because it makes yeah. it scarier sounding it's a scary voice yeah 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 i mean there's some very classic scenes in this movie like when they're leaving the house and the walls are bleeding and you yeah. know it's just kind of you know, i mean it's just <laughs> i mean it's a, it's a terrifying scene um that part where um, they have the, the the friends come over and the one the lady who's kind of in tune with the psychic you know spiritual side of things like she becomes possessed when they mm-hmm. open you know they break into and it's so interesting there's like this um, basement wall they bust into and all the brick of that wall on the other side is painted red mm-hmm. so you're kind of like wondering like I I think they allude to there were some occult practices in the house and that was probably the secret area where they did their you know their their spells or their you know conjurings and things yeah. like that um that's where you see kind of the disembodied head you know um floating around but uh she becomes you know wildly possessed and like oh my gosh she she looks so scary like the way she just like shows her teeth and her eyes yeah. are all bold i'm just like wow like that's some acting well <laughs> like it's like, really good see that that's a scene that i've seen several times before last night but it wasn't till last night that i put it together that i think that's the priest's voice coming through her wow uh, because remember they like right after her they like cut to the priest and he's like holding his head and oh yeah he's, he's kind of like groaning in agony yeah i Oof. think he's talking through her somehow because he's telling them how to seal it up and even Kathy like turns to George and she was like, do you know who that voice was? She doesn't say it, but you assume that she knew that that was the the priest because oh. she has such a relationship with him. But also, yeah. I think that that head um, was the head of a guy. They, they say his name is Jack Ketchum. And he was like the guy who was cast out for being a witch. And he built his house on the property that the house is now built on. And he was like some like demonic worshiper or witchcraft person. And I think that was his head floating there. But he looked like George who and he also looked like the son of the guy that <laughs> killed his whole family. So I'm almost wondering if that's him like being reincarnated or something like throughout wow. the ages. Like, I don't know, bringing people to the house to kill. It's so crazy how many layers are in this movie yet it it's very and they don't go into it they show they'll show you some of this stuff but you don't really have like there's a lot of guesswork you need to do but for the most part it's still i guess i've seen this movie or a dozen times to me it's still just a haunted house movie get out of this house you know the man's going crazy he he's liable to kill everyone in it just like the per the previous owner or you know person living in the house did you know this is a place you don't want to be and you could just chalk it up to that that's all it is but it's crazy to like you know 
pull back all these layers and see like, wow, this really is kind of a complex story. They just don't do a very good job at like letting that be known. Um, yeah. I, that scene though, one of the things that really just gives me the, the, the chills is when, you know, the priest is back at the headquarters, <laughs> the church and, you know, he's, he's, uh, trying to bless the home from a distance mm-hmm. and, you know, the, 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 the angel in the church is starting to crack and like fall from the ceiling, like mm-hmm. the more intense, you know, his yelling gets. And then that flake comes down and hits him in the face and he's blinded. And I'm like, wow, yeah. that's so, oh my gosh, it's so intense. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of weird to me that like, I like the idea of like the evil being contained to the house, but this evil was like, nah, nah, I'm coming after you guys. Like it got Yeah, it's, it's really like house. it kind of latched on to, um, to the priest when he went, because there's that scene too when he's driving with uh, another, um, you know, another uh, member of the church and their car just starts falling apart and, yeah. you know, it's trying to kill him. Like, geez, man, like, you went to that house one time and it's just kind of like, yeah, you're kind of, you know, I, followed. I think they expand on this a little bit better in the reboot, but I really liked there was this idea of the dad, whenever he was in the house, he would start to deteriorate and go crazy. But whenever he left, it was like the spell broke and he would start coming back to normal. Um, but it, whenever he went back home, it would latch back onto him and he would start to lose it again well that's the best case scenario where it's like well if you just leave the house you're gonna be okay yeah (laughs) it's kind of one of those things where it's like if it if it follows you everywhere you go then that's obviously not fun right it's not gonna be good (laughs) um one thing i want to point out about this movie is this house is so iconic this house is a character in itself like Mm -hmm. those windows that kind of look like eyes like i mean it's so you see the movie cover and you, you know it, it has a it, it makes a statement like it really it really looks like a character and I find that really cool how that was able to happen. I know that this is actually based on a real house, isn't it? It is a real house, yeah, and it I think yeah. it is the house that they actually lived in, but I know that it's been remodeled since then, so like those windows don't exist anymore. Oh wow! See, it's so crazy though. Like that, this house just in itself is just creepy to look at from a visual mm-hmm. yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Um, the way and there's so many parts in this movie where those are the only windows that are showing light, and it's kind of this red light. I mean, it looks like a big demon head. It's, it's just like, yeah. wow, you it know, really pretty pretty spooky. Um, this is from the reboot, but I just wanted to mention it because it's like the only thing that I feel like the reboot did really well. There's a scene in the movie. They kind of expand on the whole Jack Ketchum storyline a little bit more, but there's like a visual and it's just so crazy how like a movie in itself may not be so scary, but you can get just like one or two visuals from a movie that really stick with you. And I feel like the original Amityville has a lot of these, like the glowing eyes and everything. But there's a shot where the, in the remake, they're just kind of showing like random shots around the house. And like you see the front door kind of fly open and you see out into the yard. But if you look really closely, like out in the yard in the darkness, you can see the Jack Ketchum character who they show again, just kind of like walking across the frame. And it's so subtle and so simple but so scary like i think about Mm. that anytime i walk outside of my house i just think i'm gonna see that guy walking across the lawn or something like that oh my gosh it just creeps (laughs) me out 
that is that is super creepy um there is a scene in this movie that i find interesting how many times it's been duplicated but there is a scene where the parents are away and they need a babysitter for the kids and Mm -hmm. the babysitter gets locked into the closet of the girl's room of course she's having a freak out she's clawing at the door i mean it's terrifying um it's very intense scene but there's been a lot of movies where this very thing has happened where the babysitter gets locked into the i'm like wow that's (laughs) i don't know if that's just a I, you know, it makes it seem like it's kind of like a cold symptom where it's like, oh, yeah, you got a runny nose and a fever. You have a cold. Or, you know, <laughs> you got a haunted house. It's like, well, well you're living in a haunted house. So somebody's going to get locked in the closet and can't get out, you know, and yeah. it's going to be a babysitter. You know? <laughs> I do get scared of that. Like, I've got a closet that I can, like, walk into, and I sometimes will put something in front of the door <laughs> just because one of my fears is, like, walking in there and the door just slamming shut because there's no light switch inside of the closet you yeah. have to turn the light on from outside of the closet and walk in. And so I'm always afraid that if the door closes, I won't be able to see and get out. Uh, that does give me the chills. I've got a walk-in closet right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been walking in and out a lot lately because packing up stuff, trying to yep. move. So, whew. yeah. I, I'd like to think I could bull, bulldoze down the door, but, you know, <laughs> you don't right. know. Not if a ghost you don't is... Know. <laughs> um, what were some what were some things that like you thought maybe didn't work so well in this movie? Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to say because you can always point back to the time it was filmed and how it was filmed. You can always be like, well, you know, the production wasn't that great or the audio or, or whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think, I think if there is anything that I would change about it, I, I really, you know, like I said, it was watching it for the hundredth time. It felt like and I'm noticing the pig in the window. You know, like noticing, right. like I felt like there was something else happening in this story that you just didn't really know about. Like it kind of didn't make a lot of sense. Like I would have loved a little bit more history into the house, like a little bit more discovery or a little bit more conversation about like what was going on, or you know obviously something had to cause the first guy to lose his mind and shoot everybody. And we know that we know there's a, there's something there, but there's just not a lot of it. Like, yeah, they spent so much time in the movie. Like, I think they went to 20 or 19 days. I can't remember. Um, it was always like day one, day two, yeah. day, you know, they, they spent a lot of time emphasizing the buildup of events to take place, but not enough about like, the history I, and i know that sounds lame like oh i want more history but mm-hmm. i mean i i do like i mean i think that would make the interest the story a bit more because i really did not empathize too much with the characters like i you know you feel bad in a way that these bad things are happening but i don't care enough about the husband i don't care enough right. about the wife obviously i care for the kids i don't want anything bad to happen to them but it's like I, there's not really there's not really anything going on in this story that's like, wow, their relationship is was perfect and now it's falling at the seams. I've always felt like they just weren't a good couple. Yeah. And then you and just kind of see things just like work out the way you expect it. Like, well, yeah, yeah you guys don't really like each other anymore. But kind of felt that way from the beginning. Well, even and like the thing that I was going to talk about was like the whole after they escaped and like the dad ran back in to get the dog. That scene just felt like it lasted way too long for me and yeah. like was completely unnecessary. And I want uh, to see a dog get saved. I do. I want to see yeah, the rescue but dog, like but run it's just back. Like 
See, like, I th- I felt like him getting out of the car and running back to the house was perfect because she was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And maybe he's, like, being drawn back to the house is saying, sure. screw the family. I want to live in this haunted house. And then, like, five seconds later, you see him running back with the dog. That would have been awesome. But that whole, like, him, like, running through the house, falling through the stairs, the dog, like, he's trying to save the dog and the damn ar- dog's trying to rip his arm off. And I'm like, come on, yeah. dog. He's trying to save you. And then, um, like, that just took way too long but the whole time that he's in there like i could just watch the two boys sitting in the back seat i mean they looked like they were staring at a brick wall like there was no emotion on that like like they they didn't care that he ran back in there or not and it's like i didn't feel any urgency from the family the mom's kind of in the background crying a little bit but it's like it, it it's like the characters didn't convey the sense of emotion and energy that was actually happening in the house. Yeah. I feel like movies that have come after that have done a better job. Like yeah. I, I, I felt for the family in the conjuring, you know, I felt for, you know, the family in the haunting of Connecticut, things like that, where it's just like, okay, there, there, there's something here, this family, they don't deserve this. Yeah. Here, it's not that, it's not that you, they deserved it. I mean, I, obviously, I won't go that far, but it's just like, I also don't understand, like, their relevancy. Like, I'm more interested in what happened before them right. and what's causing all of this to happen than I am about the family itself. They, they are almost the background characters to this whole thing. Um, yeah. But that's how they're portrayed by their personalities they're actually the four and that's a that's the the trade-off that sucks is they are actually the main focus of this movie but there's nothing interesting about them so right while they're written as i felt like they're written as background characters they're portrayed as like oh they're important everything that's happening to them is important it's like but i don't get any like the dad just seems cold and stale to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so he just gets colder and more, you know what I mean? Like more distant. Like <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't okay. like super loving and or anything like that in the beginning to like really show a drastic difference between anything. Right. Yeah. So that's that's my complaint. Um, yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, really, it, it's kind of like what I was just talking about with the ending. It, and it's something that we've talked about before that kind of plagues a lot of movies from this era and it's just like weird timing and length of scenes like you know from texas chainsaw is the girl running through the woods for 45 minutes and yeah (laughs) but like this is just like some things just go on a little too long and it's like they're just trying to fill time maybe to make a feature feature length yeah movie? this is a two-hour movie it has yeah. no business being no. two hours no, like you could cut at least 20 minutes out of it yeah for sure um that's probably my biggest complaint about it um because everything else is just technical stuff that i've mentioned yeah. before i feel you man yeah i mean i really like the story of, yeah, of everything I do too. that's happening I mean, I've, I, there's a reason I've seen it so many times because I do like the story. I do like the visuals. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe I've just like I've seen it enough now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> and we're done here. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, all right. Well, let's let's write this mug. Two scoops, sir. Two. Make it three. I'm not driving. All right. So I'm going to give this rating, this movie, a rating of two scoops. Ooh. Which might seem a little generous about the way we ended the show, but I will say there is a reason I've seen this movie a lot. I I enjoy the visuals. I enjoy the intense scenes. When the scenes are intense, they're intense. When they are spooky, they are spooky. 
Yeah. You want to have friends over and give them a little scare? I think this is a scary movie. I yeah. think it'll do just that. Um, for someone like us, we've seen so many of these things. We've seen a lot of movies. We've I've seen this movie in particular. I can just be more picky about it. So the things that I'm harping on and picking on are just because I've I've seen it a lot, and that's kind of what you do. You overanalyze. Um, but I've always been scared of this movie. I've always found yeah. it scary. And again, I enjoy the aesthetic. I love the '70s. There's a lot. Even the things that are kind of corny and comical, they're pretty great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I thought you would have given it a higher. I thought you would have given it a three. Uh, no, I mean it just doesn't do it for me the way it used to. But um, I definitely mm-hmm. think it's a two skew. I, I definitely, if somebody wants to say like, hey, what are some horror movies to get me started, or to, yeah. you know, that would be a good introduction. Um, I would definitely recommend this as one of them. You know, not yeah. the one, but like this is definitely should be on your short list or your top ten list to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I I'm gonna give it a two. Um, I'm actually gonna give it a two and a half. The 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 bonus comes from all of the the goodness of James Brolin and his tidy whities. Um, <laughs> I do, man. That that's. Some good tidy whities there. That's hilarious. Uh, you don't man. see that a lot. No, you don't. Uh, so I appreciate that. But um, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's not a perfect movie, but it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. So I think two, two and a half is a good rating. Yeah. And I think this is a fun, a fun summer movie. I don't know why. I, you know, it just kind of feels like this is something you could watch one summer night. Maybe if there's a storm brewing in the background, yeah. get yourself some popcorn or some ice cream. You know, we recommend that. And uh, a soda to drink, you're set. <laughs> I will say our sprinkler system came on while I was watching. Because I, I did actually watch this in two parts. I watched half one night and half the other. But I was watching <laughs> the second half. And like during all the craziness, our sprinkler system came on. And one of our sprinklers shoots way too far and just like went on the back on the back door scared scared me to death oh my gosh that's hilarious well i can't wait to see your grass um oh it's horrible we're that's another story (laughs) (laughs) all right well we hope you guys are getting a good start to your summer remember to wear sunscreen that's all i got to tell you wear some sunscreen (laughs) no go to go to 7-eleven get yourself a slurpee get yourself a cool drink spend some time by the pool and watch some scary movies and eat any pizza you want with however many toppings you do or don't want it's up to you (laughs) but we hope you guys have an awesome summer and we hope to see you around for three more 70s summer movies yeah uh until next time we'll uh we'll see you soon or else you're gonna get it bitch later guys See you.